see, see? That's how heavy it is. It's got a lot of weight. Okay, here it goes. Little horses. I can run fast. See, the act of claiming already, yeah? The running is occurring, but the head goes, I can run fast. Suffering ensues. I wonder what's over there, but never I wonder who is it. Never, but I wonder what's over there. More seeking pain. (laughs) See, it looks good, but it's not so good. Big horse, little horse, duality. of what you are. 
It's just when it's recognized not to be so, that's what you are. The recognition of that not being so sort of takes one, it just pulls out one plug, yeah? And that pulling out of that one plug, there's a hit, yeah, of I'm not that. It's not a statement, but that I'm not that is actually the proclamation of what you are. The seeing of what you're not, yeah? By seeing what you're not, that's what I am. The seeing what I'm not is what I am. There's no way that, okay, I see that I'm not that. There's nothing more to do. It's just a recognition, hey, I'm not that. Take you, take you as far as you can take you. Go. See how far you can go. Yeah? The fence of the system will always be right in front of you. No matter how far you think you go, you're still defined by the system yeah? that's pursuing itself. It can't go out. Self can't get out of self. Yeah? It doesn't exist anywhere other than here. It doesn't exist. It just appears to be here. In this place, it appears to be. If it ever left this place, there would be no appearance of it. Yeah? So there's never going to be a you that gets it. You're never going to feel like you finally got something. It's the absence of that gnawing desire to get something. The absence of that, the, the need to be liberated is dropped. All these things drop, and then you are what you have always been. Yeah? Expressed in seeing. I don't mean seeing just eyes. I mean seeing, you know? Awareness. Awareness isn't formulated just by vision. Yeah? It's prior to vision. It's one way awareness expresses itself through this little lens called the vision, but it's not defined by that. So awareness is seeing. It's actually seeing a mental process that's producing a feeling of being a you. Yeah? But when there's an identification, when the, when the mind or the, the reflective quality of the mind gets absorbed in what's being presented as it, hey, I'm this. When it gets absorbed in that, it forgets its nature, which is seeing, because now its nature becomes a verb that you're doing. I'm seeing, I'm looking, I'm feeling, yeah? So you don't get the flavor of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, because it's been claimed by the mental process. I'm seeing. And as soon as it's claimed, the seeing becomes a form of looking, yeah? Called self-centeredness. So seeing, which is just totally dispersed, always everywhere and nowhere, now becomes localized, and it, it issues seemingly from a source, you. So now seeing becomes I'm looking. It's incredible, <laughs> like a shrinking of possibility. There's the possibility of seeing, and then you entertain the possibility that I am this, then the seeing becomes I'm looking, you know. I'm looking, and you can never break these. You can never break these. Whatever time when it, when it moves, it's still just a pair of blinders, just you have a little more blindness than you used to have. Yeah. But there's no way that this, as this, is ever going to get on the other side of the blindness. That's the beauty of it. Because you finally get disarmed, and there's no you, obviously, but we're speaking with a subjective language, yes? 
So there's a disarmament of you, or disarming of you, disarming of the mind, and in that disarming, it gives up being absorbed in the activity of selfing, that's all. Yeah? It doesn't leave selfing and go somewhere else, it just gives up the activity of selfing as being the center of it, and then it's, a, it's just a strong sense of presence. Yeah? Now you may want to call that home or everything, I don't care. It doesn't matter what it's called, but it's, it's like a sense-felt state here, yeah? It's not an experience, because it doesn't have a very quick coming and going. Maybe it will come and go at the length of your body, yes? But it's not, let's say, it's not an experience that you would have in a day in, for five minutes and it would go. It, it's like an experience of body. The whole time you've been in a body, there's been a sense-felt presence available, yeah? Really not realizing, and it was there when you were a kid probably, it was probably much more available to you when you were younger than it seems to be now. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't in an abusive situation when I was younger, so I, I didn't have any idea what it was because there was no narrator you know, saying what it was, it was just being in it. You know, When you're in something, you don't really notice you're in it much, do you? I mean, we're constantly, as a body, we're, in, we're under the influence of gravity, but very few of us are sensing the effects of gravity today, are you? Have you been, you know, calling up gravity very heavy today? This is Monday, and it's gravity day, yes. It's really heavy on my shoulders. No, but it's a pressure constantly on the body all day. Because it's constantly being applied, you don't know it. Yeah? You have no sense of it, because you can't have an experience of it. Because it's always happening. It's past an experience. It's like a state. So you don't mind doesn't recognize states well, yeah? But it's always issuing forth from states. But it doesn't recognize them. The biggest state it's issuing forth from is self-centeredness. Being identified as a body, yeah? But it very rarely recognizes the frame. It just sees the content that that frame is influencing. Yeah? So the mental condition of self-centeredness produces a lot of experiences, mental experiences, yeah? But all defined by that frame, yeah? The frame is never questioned. The frame is very rigid and hard and solid. It doesn't give that much, yeah? But if you entertain, you're not the frame, then life becomes a mural in a sense. It doesn't have a defined frame, yes? It doesn't have a right and wrong, a yes and no, a moral this or that. It's a little more ambiguous, a little more vague, yeah? A lot more possibilities, a lot more space, and that sense of space is presence, really. Just like when you're up your ass of self, it feels very claustrophobic, yeah? And you can tell it's very claustrophobic because you're driven to get relief. You can't maybe put two and two together, but you're really a freaking seeker. The seeking didn't just come out of nowhere. It's coming out of a pressure you may not be aware of. Something's not right with your little Geiger counter, and it's setting off an alarm, and what's showing up for the alarm is the problem, actually. The mind identified as self. And so, therefore, any of its, of its solutions to this dilemma just produce another dilemma. Yeah? Never getting to the root cause. So just like when I was out there using, you would think you were, you were really cool, yeah? Maybe, I don't know, no one did drugs here, did they? Coke? No, probably not. But I did a lot of coke, you know? 
And so you'd be out there dancing and making it with the babes. And then about three nights, three days later, you'd be in a room with a couple other people, all shooting up drugs. And then there would be a big realization that you were running out of drugs. Yeah? So after a while, you'd be sitting there, what am I going to do when I run out of drugs? And then your eyes would look down on the rug, <laughs> and it would start thinking that I must have dropped coke here. This guy's a coke dealer. He must have dropped coke over the last few months. I wonder when he vacuumed last. And then slowly, with all your coolness, you get on four, you know, you have a leg, and you start looking for anything that, that resembles what you hope to be cocaine. Yeah? And then someone else takes the cue from you, and they may have a nice fucking Dior outfit, and they just fuck that on there with a beautiful coiffed hair, thousands of dollars worth of work on them. But there they are. And then they have their little acreage. And everyone has a certain thing. They don't really cross any borders. They walk around. And then you can see what it's like. Those gold, those people at the gold rush probably, how they, when they saw fool's gold, they're like this, oh, and they run back to their little chair, and then they scrutinize it, and they put it in the spoon, and they shoot it. Wint, you know, like a piece of enamel from a tooth, or something like that. Now, for that behavior to occur, there must have been something going on. You know what I mean? To be motivated to go that far, there's got to be a, a heavy oomph somewhere. Because in dualism, there's always a, you know, moving away, moving towards. So to move towards that rug, looking for coke, you must have been moving away your mind from something that really scared the bejesus out of it. Yes? There's got to be a, uh, it's got to be a, in proportion, yeah? You don't get extremely moved unless there's an extreme something going on in here, yeah? Yet, your mind may have disassociated quite well from it. That doesn't mean it's not there. I don't mean in the body, I mean in mind. It doesn't mean it's not there, it's just the mind's managing overtime, and so you may not even be aware of it, but when you put into certain circumstances, you're apt to do anything, basically, to get what? Relief. So you must really feel something that's gnawing and gnawing away at you. Yeah. I would say the root of that is the mind, let's say, inherently nature is no thingness, having to live under the limitations of being a thing. Yeah. When the mind becomes identified as a body, it has to take all of its ability to entertain now gets defined by entertaining everything as a self, yeah? So it can't entertain, it's okay, it can only entertain I will be okay by doing something or having something later, yeah? So its own nature gets postponed constantly and becomes objects to seek for, yeah? What, it would have to be a real uncomfortableness to motivate you to seek for how many years? You know, 30, 40, 50 years? We've been seeking from the tit, you know, as soon as we grab the mother's tit. We've been seeking ever since. That's a force to be reckoned with, yeah? How is that ever going to become at ease? 
Was it ever, did it ever become at ease? I mean, how much drugs do you need to be satisfied? I never hit a point where I said, okay, that's that. I'm satisfied. That's it. My rest of my life, I'll be satisfied. I'll start from there and let's see what I do now. It never ended, did it, for you? There was never like a satisfaction with a period. It was always something more. Same thing with spirituality. I actually know people who've been enlightened three times, supposedly, in this life. Or they've pronounced it. Three different modalities. They were enlightened once, enlightened. I mean, how many enlightenments does it take to chill out that beast? Yeah. So I always like the approach of seeing what I'm not. And that's that. By seeing what I'm not, if you have that flavor that it's not you seeing it, if that's the key, because you are seeing what you're not all day. If while seeing what you're not all day, you have the flavor, it's not you seeing it, that's it. Yeah? The you gets dropped off. The seeing is already in place. The seeing is what's happening, yeah? Conscious contact is happening here. There is a manifestation and something's going on. Conscious contact is in contact with objects, yeah? That's what's happening. The idea that, is, that you as an object is the subject of that activity is total insanity. Yeah. For you to claim that, for the mind to present a you that claims to be the see, the hearer, the feel, the taster, and toucher is way, way, way off. And once that is in place, it geometrically progresses here. It's just going to get more and more and more delusional. Even when you hit something that quote-unquote is, quote is true, it may be turned into something totally different in your life. So you may enter a state of spiritual awareness, yet at the same time the mind's claiming to be the one who's spiritually aware. Yeah. It's a trap within the escape. A trap within the escape. A trap within the escape, yes? But if you see I'm not any of that, there's nothing more to do, nor is there anything less to do. Everything can go on just as it's going on. It's just not going on to you. That's it. It's a really simple little extraction. Everything is going on as it's going on. Selfing is going on. Selfing is going on. But if there's a feeling that selfing's happening to you, that's really the product of the selfing. The feeling that the selfing, you know, the craziness up here is... Do it's fucking with you. That's the selfing, not the craziness, but the feeling that it's you that's it's being that's suffering from it. That's the selfing. That's it. That's what it's producing. It doesn't care about that. That is only to to produce this, the feeling that something's happening to me. Yeah, and I'll tell you that feeling is super fast. We were reading this thing. Uh, I, some guy sent me a a link to a documentary or something, a talk by a guy who wrote a book in Not Being Me or something, yeah, which he's a neuroscientist or whatever, and it's obvious with their research that there is no inherent self you know, in the activity. It's all a mental process. And he says this mental process, the selfing process, is the quickest and the most consistent uh, process going on in the whole body. So no matter when... There's always these stops and goes of the other processes, but the other one is the quickest and always go on, the selfing. So whatever happens, this, it's seen as it's happening to you. <laughs> Before it even happens, 
the feeling that is happening to you or it's going to happen to you or it did happen to you is in place. It's always firing. So whatever it comes in contact with, what first comes in contact with it is that. The selfing. Yeah? So whatever happens gets imprinted by the selfing. Nothing beats it, in a way. It just fires, fires, fires more consistently, quicker than anything else. Any stimuli, any information gathering of any other processes gets beat to the punch, so to speak. So in no way is any information here ever going to show that it's not you. Because whatever information comes at you, the, the sense of you will claim it. <laughs> so an epiphany, that's yeah, easy. You know, three hours of being totally absent of self, ah, fuck it, you'll forget about it by tomorrow. Yeah? <laughs> it can just override anything. A miracle at nine o'clock is forgotten by one. Yeah? But it will, it will have a vigil, a candlelight vigil for a, a perceived resentment of 40 years. They'll be worshipping at that altar every day. Yeah? And every time something happens, all you do is refeel something that it wants you to refeel. It's not an it, you know? You know what I mean? A resentment means to refeel. That's what it means, yeah? Every feeling is a refeeling. Nothing new is happening. Because the same old, same old who it's happening to is in place. Yeah? So whatever happens gets old by what it's happening to. Because this is comprised totally of past conditioning, yes? So whatever happens just refers to something that it believes happened to it. So we're not even basically alive, yeah? in a lot of ways. We're out to lunch. Really, how many days have you gone to work when I used to go to work? <laughs> how many days were when you didn't have an idea what the hell was going on, but around 8 at night the mind would tell you you had a bad day. Now you were there the whole day, you would think that if you were conscious you would know it was bad while it was batting, you know? Why is it that you're so out to lunch that the head has to tell you when you get home? Eight hours, ten hours later, twelve hours after the event. Oh, now I know what happened. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. Now I know what happened eight years ago. <laughs> it had no idea what was happening then, but it now believes by thinking about it, it now knows what happened. When consciousness is what's happening, that's where the illumination lies. Not in thinking, not in going over, not in representing a day, but the awareness. If the awareness is emphasized when something happens, the nature of whatever happens is it's going to stop happening. Whatever comes, goes. Yes? That's the freedom. Whatever's occurring, it's not going to constantly occur. Yeah? What's always constantly is the context, the awareness of it. All the activities have different speeds, different weights, different variables, but the awareness of it is incredibly consistent, yes? It's so consistent, you don't, you're not even aware of it. You don't sense it at all. All you sense is like the, the movement of verbs gone by. That as soon as the mental process feels it, it goes, oh, that reminds me. And it missed the whole event. Oh, that one reminded me of the time I answered this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like you're so out for lunch, something goes by you, you feel the whoosh of it, and then, oh, I think I saw that before. <laughs> if you're awake, you know, which you are, you see it, it's seen, and then it's unseen. 
But all this movement happens in the context of awakeness, yes? Your mind is not of a body. Your mind doesn't get stimulated by activity. Your mind is the context of all the verbing. The context meaning it's where what everything that arises in, but nothing that arises affects it. It's perfectly still. You can pick this up and shake it. You can put it upside down. You can throw it under a car. Nothing happens to the awareness. Not one thing. Yes? You want to rely on something? That's the whole dilemma in recovery, you know. We relied on something that was unreliable, self. And now we're relying on something that is reliable. Oh, but I don't know if it's reliable or not. Tell the tree by the fruit. Give it a shot. See what happens. Surrender. Whatever you think is important, turn that over. And then see how it goes after a few weeks of having it not be under your jurisdiction. You'll see things that used to be stamped under your fucking attentive foot bloom when you're out of the garden. Yeah? You start walking around. I've got to keep my eye on this thing. Come on, grow, grow, grow. It's trying to get underneath your big fucking lead feet. You step aside and it can grow. Yeah? No, this is really important to me. How many things have been really important to you that totally get screwed? Yeah? Oh, I'm really interested in this person. God forbid, if you're really interested in this person. God forbid, for them and you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really want her to be the one. Oh, God, please. You know what the one means? Woo! I can see a crucifixion in the distance. (laughs) As soon as your mind gives meaning to something, (laughs) what does it do? It thinks about it, yes? The system, it's it's like a shark. You know how a shark meets you? It doesn't greet you with its hand. It bites you. That's the only way it senses anything, yeah? Like, sorry, bro, but... Ah! <laughs> you can't shake your hand. So here, the only way this thing thinks it knows things is thinking about it, yeah? It sends its tentacles out, and it just goes over everything. And by the time it's done, the thing's neutered and dead. But it means a whole lot. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> you have to see it. It's an insane mind, yeah? It's giving meanings. It's like, it's like the spigot somehow, the thing broke, and the hose, you ever see the hoses, <laughs> like big fire hoses? This thing is just shooting meaning everywhere. <laughs> you can't fucking turn it off. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? That's what it does. It gives meaning, yes? Mind gives meaning to things. How could you have a different experience than your friend does of the same thing, unless your mind was giving it a different meaning. How can we call this a subjective experience? If this was an objective reality, everything would have its correct weight and have the same effect on everything else, yeah? It would all be like mathematical. This amount of weight will create this amount of effect. But we have a subjective reality here, or a dream, yeah? So the mind, individually, in our little camera angles, gives meaning to things. So, what you give no meaning to, to, I may give a huge amount of meaning to. Yeah? And then we have this crude language to attempt to communicate how much meaning we give given things. Yeah? But let's say you're in one what's not happening, which is next Tuesday. 
I'm in a What's Not Happening, which was last Wednesday. And we're attempting to communicate <coughs> our feelings that we're having now being produced by our fixation on what's not happening. How could that ever work out? You know, your mountains are going to be molehills to me. I'm sorry, I just can't see it your way. And my mountains are going to be molehills to you. So here, my head has this object. What does a verb do? It verbs, yeah, doesn't it? So let's say there's a mental process called selfing. So what does it need to do to keep verbing? It needs something, an object, to sort of fixate over. Don't you think? So now it has this object, and it says, you know what? I'm going to live in a realm called time, maybe. I'm going to have a past, and I'm going to have a future. Future is going to be based on uncertainty, and the past is going to be based on certainty. And I'm going to take this little object that I'm fixated on, and I'm going to place it somewhere else at some other time, right now. And I'm going to make white right now feel like a little moment in time, and I'm just going to fill it up with speculation about what could possibly happen to me somewhere else at some other time, and what did happen to me somewhere else at some other time. <laughs> and I'm just going to go off. And this is going to be my, my final fruition. I finally found a, an object worthy of all my attention. And I crown this object me. Let's go to it, dogs. Okay, what, what about me? What does she think about me? Why, me, me. Okay, let's move it to next week. Okay, let's go there. Fix up here, fix it there. Yeah. Yet you're here now. And here now is the total immunity to what's happening. But this here now, meaning this here now, can be there and then. And the there and then of this thing now is more important than the recognition of now. Obviously, look at your thought system. What is it honor? See how much, what, what do most of your thoughts hold? Time, don't they? They're always about later or before. So it, does, it doesn't really give much of a damn about now. It wants to use now, because this is all there is, and make a realm of its own. And then move you like, a, like an icon, like a golden lamb or whatever they had, the golden calf, and move you to all these little, like, you know, what is that thing, the covenant, the ark of the covenant or whatever, the inner sanctum in the church, and just move it everywhere in time, and then just adore it by thinking about it. That's it. That's its devotional position. Is this? What could happen to me? <laughs> and the freaking thing is, you can paint it a spiritual little object, and it'll be the same obsessive quality. You'll be thinking of yourself there at an old retreat and thinking of yourself in a super future retreat at Mount Madonna or somewhere or, somewhere or whatever, in that time I was with them there or her there. It's the same, same. Object fixation on it. 
<laughs> but you don't have much fixation on the objects, do you? Unless they're in relation to you as an object. And they change, interchangeable, yeah? Mother and father may have some power, you know, significant other for a period of time. But basically, you're always on the table. You're the one. You're the one that never gets lifted off the altar, yeah? This one here. The my. What would happen if you weren't that mind? There would be a loss of interest like that. There would be no need to try to change the river of your interest and attention to being helpful or anything like that. You can try it and it can be, bring you some relief. But if it isn't about you, you lose interest in it. Your interest gets freed from that fixated object. Yeah? It does. So when the thoughts go to the object, the, the attention and interest doesn't go to the object, yes? And more and more, you see the thoughts, the illumination of the thoughts are your interest and attention. So the thoughts get farther and farther seemingly from the light, but it's just the light gets withdrawn from them, yeah? And now, it illuminates other things, or, and actually it starts illuminating no thing, yeah? So the interest and attention gets interested at it, in its source, which is not you, yeah? And in that, it brings something back into this life. You know, it's like if something flew into affinity, some stuff would get stuck on its, le- on its wings, and when it comes back here, yeah, it has an effect, it has an influence. Yeah. For me, it's traveling lighter, with no real effort, or effort at all on your part, at all. Not one freaking bit. You lose interest. There's not prying away the interest. There's not wrestling the interest away. You just lose interest. It's just sort of the bonding agent isn't, isn't working anymore and the, the interest and tension just moves out. Instead of being bonded to just being about you all day as this. If you're not this, it gets freed from that slavery. To me, it will enrich one's life. Your interest and attention. Instead of having to find something to be interested in, you may just be interested. You may just be interesting. You may be the best company you ever meet. So instead of being lonely, or uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's like solitude, as they say. What's the difference? Loneliness and solitude, it's a huge difference. Solitude is you're totally okay. There's nothing lacking. There's nothing you need to get from anyone else. Yeah? You've met the beloved, so to speak. Who would be there to, um, to feel solitude? Exactly, yes, I know. We always go there, but we're just talking, bro. Just get the flavor of it, yes. to strip the icing off the cake.
And uh, so I couldn't take all the questions, you know. So I had someone, I don't know, he was taking questions, so I didn't see who the persons were. And one lady just kept getting in front of the line. She somehow knew how to do it, like uh, they do when they judge uh, websites. She was, she was just on again and again. And she's at like 15, but there is no I. And so what does, and it's like, Jesus Christ, it's like non-dual dueling. You know what I mean? I hate that shit. It's like, I'd fight a Pharisee, you know. But there is no one to feel the sound. <laughs> In this place here, there's a canvas, but with paints. The paints, the joy of it, and the beauty of it. Let's not keep everything dry. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely, there is no one. Yes, of course there isn't. The talks would be really short, though, if we just sat like that. <laughs> I sort of like it. We can try it. I could have a four-week... Intensive. The first day there for the first week. Second is. The third no. And the fourth one. There is no one. <laughs> In the word there, drop the T, it's here. Is. I can't do anything with that. No. Oh, no is good. N O or K N O W. There is no one and one. See, for me, it's zero. It's none without a first. So I don't even like the idea of there's no one. Don't you? It implies something to my mind. A one implies a two. So for you to say there is, there is only one, there must have been a sense of a two. But I like none without a first. Yeah? None is nice because you can't do anything with it. Can you? That's what I love about it. One, you can... Do something with you. But none, it's nothing. So it's like somebody, when they see nothing, they would just step right over it. Yeah? That's its value. Yeah? There's no, mind has no interest in nothing. It really doesn't. Anytime it gets in contact with nothing, it makes it something. Have you noticed? If somebody presents the idea of nothing, it's already been made into a something. Yeah? So we don't really like nothing, but we like nothing if it's made into a something, yeah? So no seeking becomes another form of seeking, don't you see? Self can't get out of self, that's the whole point. So if self has realized I can't get it this way and then tries to take the opposite tack, it's still sailing, it's just sailing in the sea of self. It's not going to break through to another ocean. That's why I like describing what we're not. You know, the activity of how it's made and reinforced and how it moves here. And if you can, while you're describing what you're not, if there's a seeing of that, that sense, there's a sense that, that is intimated in the seeing, in you, like an aha, aha, that's a sense of something that's getting closer, in a way, to something juicy, yeah? And after a while, there's just a seeing. And it, it's in the seeing, that's that. Yeah? It's just the seeing. It's in, the, it, it's in an activity 
that is still. It's so on all the time, it's not, there's no movement. You can't pick it up. You can't sense its movement. It's, it's moving so all the time, it seems still. Yeah? Or it's just like the silence, allowing a note to be heard. Yeah? Like now, you sense it, yeah? The sense of the room gets charged. Yeah, it's sort of cool, isn't it? Gets loud. It's entertained, you know, just like an invitation. It's not really, they may be thinking about it, but that's not the point. Yeah? And the hearing isn't like attentively trying to figure it out. It's sort of like a listening, when you listen to a brook, you know? You don't hear one stream of the water, do you? It's just a mingling sound, and it's not really locatable, is it? When you, when you let go to the sound of, a, of water running, it sort of almost like de-anchors you to any sense of being somewhere, yeah? Because it's all... That's sort of how it is, this thing, is you hear it. And it's not trying to figure it out. It just something gets transferred in the hearing of it. Yeah, the saying and the hearing is a dance. And something gets presented in a more obvious light, yeah? And that's what you go home with, really. You go home with what you came here with. trying to figure it out or get an understanding. The understanding to be a good understanding will fail you. It has to. Because every understanding is defined. Yeah? It's defined from the system. So the understanding can be of service but it isn't it. It can bring you to somewhere but it's got to be dropped like everything else. It's not this. And there's no one to drop it but you know what I mean. It's got to be a sense that not that. That's also not that, yeah? So either it has to go through a process here and be, be sort of revealed to you, or one drop can reveal the whole ocean. I believe mine can, with one drop, can see the whole ocean, yeah? Now here, in this place where we're being translated, we're being translated, it may seem to take time, but it's a done deal anyway, yeah? The mind is not confused about its own nature. It's actively in it all day, seeing. Yeah? It's our the attention and interest which either deadens a life here or, or, or livens it is just seemingly misplaced. Yeah? It's up the ass of self, in a way. So what's all we sow isn't really being noticed as much, is it? It's available. Every second, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, which implies someone aware or something aware or nothing aware, yes? To note what's happening, there must be a nothingness or whatever. And of course, we want to put it into a sense of being a thing, because that's the way the system understands, yes? 
But it's not. It's not a thing, it's not a something, nor is it a no-thing. But there is, yeah, and that isness has a presence. So someone can be living totally unnoticing of that, and others, their attention and interest is emphasizing it, yeah? The attention and interest has been freed from being wed to that object of this body as being you, therefore freed from the constraints of time, freed from the constraints of entertaining through an idea of being a self, which means everything you entertain is entertained in time, so you're never okay now, it's always a plan that you will be okay, or you were once okay. All of that constraint just drops if the fixation on this idea of being a self is dropped. From that, all of this appears. All the bonding, all the agents of bonding, the glue of that is this, the idea of being a self. So the same energy, attention, and interest that, that was wedded to this idea of presence or whatever, since principle was a kid, is still available. Nothing got damaged. Nothing got put off, nothing, no, you've been crippled severely, you'll never return to that. Not as a you, no. But the availability of it's always there at all times, with no requirement necessary to meet it. You just have to entertain the possibility. So I'm just sharing about what you're not, so that if the entertaining the possibility is already available, which it is, it's been hijacked that it's you entertaining the possibility, and that's the reason, in a sense, the presence isn't being sensed. Not that there is no presence, it's that there's a you that's trying to feel the presence. Yeah? And if the you is trying to feel the presence, it can't make it, it can't entertain that it's always here at all times. It has to be an experience it may or may not have. That's how it makes it. It turns it into an event. All that's needed is, if I'm not that you, that's turning into an event. While that event is happening, the feeling of it being turned into an event, there's awakeness. Awakeness has never been turned into an event, ever. Yeah? It's just a feeling. To you it is. Yeah? The, the, the awakeness isn't producing that feeling in you. It's the you that's producing that feeling. Yeah? It's, oh, I feel really distant from it. That the you is producing the time and the space. If the you drops out, you won't be feeling distant from it. There'll be a feeling of distance, but you won't be feeling it. <laughs> yeah? So if there's a, if, if the, if that false evidence that's appearing real, yes? which promotes more false evidence to appear real, if that is seen not to be you, you have an immunity to what? False evidence. If you see false evidence as false evidence, it doesn't appear real. The only way false evidence can appear real is to a you. That's the, that's the prior false evidence of all other false evidences, that it's appearing real to you. Yeah? If there isn't a you that it's appearing real to, it won't appear real.
I don't get it. Great. You're not the one that doesn't get it. Oh, fuck. I want to put it off a little longer. I don't think I get it yet. You're not that one that doesn't think it's got it. Fuck. Um, in other words, you're always put in the hot seat. You never got up. <laughs> you want to make it musical chairs. <laughs> oh, I got it now. No. There's no sitting down. You're already, all you're standing up is in the position of sitting. You're already there. Yeah. It's before you show up. Yeah. What you are is before you show up. Because the mental produ- product process produces at you. It takes time. Yeah. The timeless is already there before you show up. You're like a Johnny come lately. Right now, I'm going to try to have the tom- timeless state. How could a something? How could a product of time have the timeless state? I'm going to make it an experience. That would be of time. Eh? Oh fuck! How can I make timelessness in the? In, how can I bring it into the realm I understand? You can't. Yeah, you can't have a timeless experience in time. Yeah. How could a timeless experience, how could timelessness stop and start? That would mean time, yes? If you and I say, oh, I had this timeless experience, what happened? Timeless means it doesn't have a start or a finish, right? Because what has a start and a finish? It has to be in time. Yeah, yeah. So timelessness, how can you have an experience of timelessness? If it was constrained or defined by time. This is what we're doing all day. Non-self or no-self or no-thing is, is constantly be defined into thingness. Yeah? We're trying to make no-thing into a thing that I can have. I have this thing called no-thing. Instead of saying, I'm not that which wants to have that thing. I'm not that which doesn't want to have that thing. I'm not that which is the head of the coin. I am not that which is the tail of the coin. I'm neither. Then what the hell am I? That couldn't be me. I've had an experience of that before. Let me go back again. What could I be? Every time you look at your original face, you don't say it's you. No, that can't be me. <laughs> any time, any sense of any moment in your life, it's the same basis, isn't it? Wasn't there a, a buzz on it, an onness to it? The one thing that's been available at all times, everywhere, and every moment that you've been in, yet you won't give it the damn acknowledgement that it's you. No, I want to have that. I want to experience that. I want to achieve that. I want to wake up to that. I want to be enlightened by that. One of the first things was the need to be liberated dropped like that. It's like, forget it. I haven't read a book in so many years now. People send me spiritual books. I get like... The Father's I've Gone was a Wu Wei Wu book, and I only got to page 53. 
and someone with great sincerity shared it with me and said, I'd really like you to read this book. And I had all the intention in the world to read it. I even bought it. And I, it's still there for two years now. 54 pages. Incredibly great concepts of time. You know? But I'm totally uninterested in it. I'd rather read, like, the uh, basketball scores of the Celtics and stuff. <gasps> There's more drama in fucking sports. I can hate the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, you know? I can love the Celtics. I love it. It's so much fun. But they get serious about spirituality? <sighs> Jesus Christ, that's a dangerous bog panther. And then to try to get out of it because you believe you're in it, my non-duality is even worse. Fuck. I, the most suffering I've ever seen is, you know, certain meetings I've attended. It's a subtle form of suffering. They look good, but, man, there's a, there's a, there's like a gnawing rat-like quality to it. and answer thing the other day. It was pretty good, yeah? You like that? Yeah. Once in a lifetime event. You should have come. Yeah, you, I listened to it today. Did you like it? Website. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh, it's up there. Good. Yeah, cool. Saturday, yeah, we had some question and answers. I think I did a lot better than I do like lately here. I'm using steam. It's like beating a dead horse after a while. Maybe I'll start asking questions. Come on up. Come on here. <laughs> Sit down here. Well, I know we're going to get right into your personal relationship, so let's go. Get into it. Let's turn it into therapy immediately. All right. I know you know, but let's talk about you. <laughs> okay, next. Come on up. Yes. Yes. How you doing? Good. Have you signed up for the retreat? Yes. Okay. The check is in the mail. All right. How many retreats have you come? Uh, 35? Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. Any other questions? No. It's very hard not to give therapy, isn't it? You know? Really not, because people are suffering. It's difficult. You know, you want to be of help, and maybe that drive, but... It's always nice to bring them to the primary point, which is who is it, you know, in a sense, or what is it. If that isn't addressed, it just spins out of control. Have you ever noticed? It goes way off out there. Wheel it back in. Who is it? Who is it that's so upset over something? And don't let them off the dime, you know. You don't have to ask the question, but just hold that space. Don't let him become a person right before your eyes. <laughs> you know, just sit there. No, no. What was I saying that day about the uh, selfie? You see the realm yeah, of mind, you see it? You see how the mind, for it to do its activity, it needs an object to be fixated on? It can't 
if it took you to be spirit, it, its whole system would be shut down. It would be how would you be able to encompass you as through thought? But as a body, it's a perfect rock for barnacles to set up home. Yeah, it's a perfect rock, and for that to be able to be placed in t- in this fantasy of time, almost anywhere at any other time, is an amazing object of fascination, isn't it? It's like better than a crystal with 50 facets. You can place it in any type of situation that has never happened to it. And go back and totally interpret what seemingly did happen to it. Ad nauseum. And actually pay people to take you back there to see and to get relief from something that actually never happened to you and pay them good money and actually believe you're getting better. Taking an insurance policy out, which is okay, but the, the value that you're putting on your life in activity is not demonstrative of where your value lies. You're not awake, in a sense, during the day, are you? Yet, you're so worried about what's going to happen to you. But what you're afraid of is going to happen to you, in one sense, is happening now. Yeah. I mean, the biggest fears I ever had... When I got hit by the car, I wasn't afraid at all. just got hit by a car. But all the things that really draw all your attention is, is the stage where your mind makes up something that's going to happen to you. And you spend tons of mental time dwelling on it. And the thinking about it is much worse than it, whatever could have possibly happened. So really, you're getting fucked worrying about getting fucked. You know what I mean? You're worried about getting fucked, but that's the getting fucked, is the worrying about getting fucked. Yeah, it's so trippy. I'm going to make sure I don't get... I'm going to be prepared when I get fucked in the future. I'm going to be so fucked, by the time I get there, I'll be able to handle this one. That's <laughs> crazy, yeah? When did you last abandon yourself? No self or self. When? When did you just sort of let go? When did you give up your considerations or the considerations? When did you take a fucking chance? When did you meet something and not make it into something else? A feeling or a person or a situation. When is it that there was just a holding of a space instead of trying to influence things? These are the minutiae of it during the day. It's not a big event. It's an activity. You're either free or you're not during the day. It goes both ways. Either you're bound to a story about you or you're freed from it. You're both activities. They're both potentials in what you are. You can be freed or bound. You're not what's freed or you're not what's bound. It's a verb. Freeing and binding. Yeah? There's either the verb of freeing is emphasized or the verb of binding is emphasized. That's all mind is, yeah? 
There's no one that's being bound. In the bound, there's a feeling of being a one. The freedom that doesn't last, there's a freedom that is you free. Yeah? One, the binding seems to last a lot longer. When you, there's a you in the freedom, the freedom's much shorter. When there's a you in the binding, you're bound for fucking ever. Yeah? But it's just either freeing or binding at each and every moment. Yeah? And I'll tell you, when you lose interest in that, as if you have anything to do with it, that's really being free. You just lose fucking interest in it. When you were three and four, were you thinking about your meditation retreat? Were you seeking meditation when you were three or four? Were you uh, reading the scriptures? Probably not. You know what I mean? You're probably like picking your belly button or smelling your ass or something. Really, it wasn't like a real in-depth approach to life. It wasn't like deep introspection, was there? Have you seen a kid when they bring come into a room? They light the whole fucking place up. They're sloppy and farting and doing things. There's no, you know. But we said it the other day at the meeting. You know, some people will spend thousands of dollars to be the one who's noticed in the room. My friend brought his year-and-a-half-old kid and took everyone's attention. Yeah? With no intention of taking anyone's attention. He had no interest in doing anything like that. It wasn't doing anything. It was just there. And someone could have had $50,000 of plastic surgery. You know, what? Dior again. Dior. <laughs> Whatever. Really nice clothes. Walk in. Maybe go, oh, yeah, that. But the kid, everyone's totally fascinated with. Why? It's not the kid. You know what I mean? It's the space. It's that freedom. It's awareness. Just in the act of being aware. Yeah? Not aware of a narration, but aware. And there's something about that draws us. We said, yeah, no, no. And then everyone started smiling. Everyone started laughing when the kid was laughing. Yeah? Everyone got the, he was the greatest teacher and he wasn't trying to teach. Yeah, it was so beautiful. He was just there doing its thing and everyone got what they got out of it. But everyone got a nice, nice sample from it. Yeah? And was he planning on that, the little kid? No. Was that his intention? No. He was just, whatever. And look at, I mean, how much, how much does that space offer? Yeah. I find it works the same way now. You lose interest in a lot of things, and yet something occurs in that. Something fires in that. Something gives you substance, gives you weight, gives you juice. Not you, but there's juice. And it's available. And there's a total sense. It's not quantified or finite or anything. There's no... It doesn't excite any of that seeking, wanting, grabbing juice. It's just let alone, let be, and there's a oh, the whole space is better for it. You know? Yeah, you couldn't work to do this. It's impossible. You'd fuck it up because you have an idea of what it would look like to be this certain way. It's when all those ideas are given up, and then just and there's an acceptance. Yeah. I know people, they go over every minute of their day. Even when they're free, they think, is this fake? Is there still someone thinking they're free? Give me a break. You know? 
drop the self-importance. Just, who cares? starts laughing on it. And then the whole train gets incited by the laughing. And the whole car starts laughing in about 15 minutes. It's so fucking great. What? Yeah? You have it? And it just goes off like a forest fire. And then new people walk in and everyone's going, <laughs> and, they, and it's contagious and they start laughing. And it just goes on and on and on. It's so beautiful. Yeah? What? What is that implying? Nothing! <laughs> what does it all mean? Nothing! <laughs> Where is it taking us? Nowhere! Is it making anyone better in that car? Who knows? You know what it's like? Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, I dig that. So, if I do a retreat, that's what we're going to watch. Have a big screen. Yeah? Just sit there and everyone just start laughing. All right, pay up. 50 bucks, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Did I never tell you guys? I don't know if I should share it with the uh, the other people here, the other spiritual seeking people. I have a retreat called Retreat from Paul. That's a really pretty good idea. What we're going to do is I'm going to send you DVDs of me and you come to some talks and everything like that. And then uh, I'm going to say, listen, and I'm going to have women who go, went out with me, and they're going to give them testimonials about how great it feels not to have Paul in their lives. Yeah? And they're going to see, and I'm going to say, by my absence, you're going to sense the presence. So if you send me money this weekend, I guarantee I won't run into you. I won't go where you go. And I'll send you a letter what I'm going to do, so you don't have to go where I am. And I bet you you'll feel better without seeing me. So if you keep paying me, we can do a year-long retreat and send the checks to Hawaii and you'll it'd be called you'll be in, enlisted into the retreat from Paul and you'll have to you'll have to verify that it works I haven't seen him in months I feel fucking great I sense the presence of Paul's absence every day I, I'd sign up if I was you send the check immediately to Paul <laughs> you'll get a newsletter and when you read over oh I wasn't there oh I feel so good <laughs> I'll have all the lists of all the retreats and all the intensives, and when you read, oh, I wasn't there, oh, I feel great. <laughs> Everyone else, that would be an unusual retreat, wouldn't it? Retreat from Paul. All right, so we'll end, uh, I'll pass the basket. Can you, oh, you can't move your, your Russian hat. Anyone have a hat? No? All right, I'll pass this to you.